And welcome to Monday on the Pure Opelka Podcast. Super Bowl Monday to some of you people, the people who are slackers and insist on another holiday just because somebody else played football and you watched. Imagine the ridiculousness of that idea. You watched people play football, so you should have a day off. How stupid have we become as a country? That's rhetorical. You don't, you don't need to answer that question. It's, it's, uh, it's just uh, self-answering. Yeah, we've become really stupid. Anyway, I watched the game, and then I got up at 4 o'clock and did what I do every Monday and did my job, and now here I am doing the podcast. So I don't understand the push for Super Bowl Monday. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. I had some favorite ads, probably like you. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe you didn't like the ones I liked. I loved Judge Beauty, the Judge Judy ad. I thought that was pretty clever. I also really thought the NFL Network's Birds ad, which had um, NFL teams that are represented by uh, a bird mascot, the Ravens, the Eagles, the Seahawks, etc., it had the players in uniform flying around like they were birds, and I thought that was pretty cool. Actually caught my eye. The ad you didn't see from Cardi B was actually pretty darn good, and I don't understand fully why the NFL decided that you shouldn't be allowed to see that ad. Cardi B's uh, NFL Super Bowl ad was deemed to be not safe for... Tender eyes and ears, I guess. Yeah. It's uh, for a product, a lip gloss called Duck Plump. Duck Plump. And apparently the cosmetic commercial was taken off because it encouraged or pointed out that maybe men were using Duck Plump for something other than lips. And maybe the actual name was giving them guidance. It's time to plump yourself up, baby. Plumping gloss. Be bigger. So big. Plumper. Feel the plumping power. New Duck Plump Gloss from Nick's Professional Makeup. Now that's the ad. That's the basic ad. It's 18 seconds long. It's Cardi B. She's actually more tolerable than she's ever been in things I've seen. But then they go into like the after the commercial and there's a little bit of a kind of a documentary feel here. And we're live wondering why men put duck plump where it should not go. Party said duck. D-U-C-K. We've got another duck plumper. What is wrong with you guys? Duck plump makes your lips bigger. Nothing else. So they're going into various professional situations, doctors, 9-11 dispatchers, and then a few parties carrying guys out who appear to be in pain. And then at the very end, they cut back to Cardi B on the giant cosmetics uh, set, has the logo, and they have a safety message saying, for lips only, hashtag for lips only, and then Cardi finishes it all. They put it where? Why? Yeah, that's the whole thing. And the NFL didn't think we could see that. 
it wasn't that objectionable. Seriously, it was a silly joke. <sighs> we become wimps. Anyway, the retro JFK ad that put RFK Jr. into an old John Fitzgerald Kennedy ad was the one that's getting a lot of attention today. And Robert Kennedy saying that he didn't have anything to do with it. It was a super PAC that put it together, and he's not allowed to converse with or collude with or consult with the super PAC. So he has plausible deniability on it. But I'm betting he may have seen it before it aired on the Super Bowl, in case you missed it. Again, an ad from 1960 from his uncle's campaign. So it's got pictures of uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. that look like they're aged in into the old classic ad that had his uncle in there. A very effective ad, I thought. And I, I think the reaction of the family tells you everything you need to know. The Kennedy family members who are just furious that he's running because it might hurt the party, capital P. That tells you everything, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I did want San Francisco to win. I know a lot of you are saying, hey, Mike, we thought you wanted San Francisco. Yes, I did. I absolutely wanted San Francisco to win. And why did I want San Francisco to win? Because the quarterback, Brock Purdy, ticks people off whenever he does interviews after the games because the first thing out of his mouth is always, I want to give all glory to God. And then what happened? Patrick Mahomes was grabbed by the uh, CBS sideline reporter. And what did he say? I want to give all glory to God. Oh, that was great. I still would have liked to see Brock Purdy win. Absolutely think that would have been a great story. Last guy picked in the draft a couple of years ago. Suddenly he's the Super Bowl champion. He had a hell of a year. I hope he comes back as strong or stronger next year. I think we'll see that. And speaking of faith, the two Jesus commercials I thought were pretty interesting. The ones um, where there was a guy, all the different situations with people washing the feet of people they likely do not agree with. And then there was the, uh, I guess it's the homeless one. That was, uh, you don't recognize people, you don't see people, you don't agree with. That was a good one. But the one that gets the big props for me was the, the one from a group called Halo, H-A-L-L-O-W. Not Halo, that's that video game. This is Halo. And it featured Mark Wahlberg inviting people to do something really unique, to pray. God, we take this moment just to give you thanks. We thank you for this time to come together as a family, as friends, and as a country. Help us, Lord, especially this Lent, to grow closer to you. Amen. Join us in prayer this Lent on Hallow. Stay prayed up. How about that? Lent starts now in two days. Ash Wednesday, two days away. Pretty amazing. Pretty inspiring. Great stuff. Very happy to see that. Very, very happy to see that. And if people are upset about it, so what? Then don't pray. Guess what? 
you'll just be in the fast lane to hell. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know, don't pray. If you don't want to pray, don't pray. Big deal. Joe Biden skipped, as you know, skipped the typical presidential interview on Super Bowl Sunday. He did it last year because, you know, he didn't want to be on Fox. This year he did it because he probably, you know, he's worried about the brain. But during the Super Bowl, or actually just a few hours before the Super Bowl, the White House put out a video of Joe Biden with a message. He wouldn't do the interview on CBS, but he put out a a video with a very important message. Remember, Joe Biden has not addressed the nation on the American hostages being held by Hamas in Israel. And thank God, by the way, sidebar, the IDF rescued a couple of hostages overnight. So that's great news. But we still don't know about the Americans being held hostage. Joe Biden has not addressed the country on it, and I don't think he plans on it. We do hear he's going to go to East Palestine this uh, Friday, more than a year after the train derailment. I don't think he remembers a year ago. But uh, in any case, the White House put out a video of the most powerful man on the planet sitting in his plush private movie theater. This is the White House movie theater. I've been in it. It's a beautiful, small theater. You and I paid for it. Red seats and a theater-style setup. Giant screen. It's just off the Rose Garden. But there was Joe Biden on Super Bowl Sunday posting this on social media. The Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Yeah, that's from the White House. And by the way, the drumbeats were there to try and cover up all the edits that were required in the 47 seconds of actual camera time with the president. There were at least four different angles that were jump cut back and forth from, plus some of the inserts of the products. Companies are having to raise prices because it costs them more to do business every single day. If gas was uh, two thirty nine on the day Joe Biden took office, and it's now three twenty five when I bought gas yesterday, a gallon, that means it's almost a dollar a gallon more, and that means everything that needs to be driven to a factory or a plant or a restaurant in order to make those delicious snacks, it costs more. Everything costs more under Joe Biden. So the companies either need to raise the prices or they need to shrink the amount that is purchased with the same price. Ice cream containers have been shrinking for a while. That's been going on for a long while. They used to be half gallons. They're now not even close to that. So, you know, Joe, welcome to the party, pal. But for this to be the only thing we got from Joe Biden yesterday, that's an embarrassment. 
That's a shame. That's uh, a sin, as my friend Dawn Stenslin says on her radio shows. Uh, yeah, that's the truth. But I think they're really afraid, the White House is really afraid, because Joe Biden's brain, we know, today it's the best it's going to be for the rest of his life, and then it'll be a little less so tomorrow, but that's the best it's going to be. The Republican National Committee put together a montage of videos of Joe Biden's brain problems and the examples that we've seen over the past three years of Joe Biden having what I think is known in the psychiatric community as regular brain farts. His brain short circuits. It's just not good. I don't know how much of this we can get through. But here's the montage from the RNC. I, uh, um, yeah. Anyway, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh, anyway. I, I just, look, I mean, Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. It was in February, February uh, January, after we elected. The late January, early February. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. Here's what drives the driver. Uh, in the states that are affected, here's what that you can do, the drivers. Now, I have to stop it. We're a minute into a five-minute montage. And at first, you, you kind of laugh because it's, well, there's funny moments where the guy just, he freezes, he locks up, his brain doesn't work. And then you start to get embarrassed because that's our, our country's president. That's the commander-in-chief. That's the guy who's got the nuclear codes. And then you get angry because we've all seen this. We've all seen this for years now. But the mainstream media has looked the other way. Absolutely looked the other way. It really is horrific. And something has to happen. I'm betting something's going to happen in the next 90 days when he's either got to pull out of this election or he's going to have to tell us that he's stepping aside. And I know everybody's saying, well, that would mean Kamala is the president. And isn't that terrifying? And yes, yes, that's a, a horrible thing. Kamala Harris is president. Yeah, but it's certainly, I think, better than this. It's more acceptable than, than this situation. Like I said, it goes on for five straight minutes. But we'll just get Kamala, who will go out and make nonsensical statements and, and maybe keep us out of a, another war. And we're going to talk about that because there's a sheriff from Ohio who gave a press conference over the weekend that is one of the more terrifying things ever. I know it's a Monday. What am I doing sharing this kind of story getting everybody scared. I think it's important to understand what's actually happening out there. And there are some terrifying things happening out there. And we don't have a guy in charge. As a matter of fact, our Secretary of Defense 
had to go back into the hospital. Secretary Austin, who, as we know, was uh, missing in action and the White House didn't know. Nobody knew. He didn't tell anybody about his um, his cancer surgery that he had. And now over the weekend, he was hospitalized again, this time in the ICU, apparently related to bladder cancer, which a horrible situation. And I don't think he's going to be able to continue. They need to replace the Secretary of Defense just because of what's going on in the country. That's a key cabinet member. A very key cabinet member. And with the president in trouble mentally and this guy in trouble physically, this is a dangerous situation. And our our adversaries are seeing it. They absolutely see it. So wake up, everybody. Wake up, everybody in D.C. And now I want to explain when I talk about our adversaries. This press conference with the um, sheriff from Butler County, Ohio, a guy named Rick Jones. I saw this this weekend and I thought, oh, my God, how am I going to deal with this? And it's about 18 minutes of him talking and then he takes questions for a few minutes. But I, I broke down the, um, the most important points from the sheriff. And he was speaking about a briefing that a group of sheriffs got. There are 3,300 sheriffs around the country who are in charge of handling law enforcement in various counties. They are not appointed. Sheriffs are elected officials, and they are considered the last line of defense. And this sheriff was out there sounding the alarm that we're in a dangerous situation that the FBI director said to the sheriffs, hey, all these people have come across the border. We don't know who they are, and they're, they're basically bad people. Well, let's go to uh, Sheriff Jones, and uh, here's how he started the press conference after he told everybody he was going to let us know what the, what the uh, head of the DOJ, I'm sorry, the head of the FBI had said to all the sheriffs. We were also told by Mr. Ray, the FBI director, that there are more red flags going off now than before 9-11, okay? When I say red flags, meaning people that are here in this country that are wanting to do harm to us. We were also explained we're we're bombing two countries right now. Two countries. These people do not like us before this started. There's thousands of people here from other countries, 160 different countries. They're here not to be our friends. Some of them are coming because they're wanting to come here to the best country in the world, the way we see it. Some are coming here to do harm to us. And we were told by the FBI director, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Now, that's kind of sobering, isn't it? The head of the FBI telling these sheriffs, hey, there's a bunch of bad actors in the country. Well, what do you think was going to happen if you let 8 million, 10 million people get in the country and how many of them got away and you haven't checked them out? There's no way you could check them out. We've seen them cross the border. They're military-age men in the majority, a lot of them with new suitcases. This sheriff started that press conference by saying that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and that's the message they got from the feds. 
Now, the sheriff said that a bunch of other sheriffs had gone to Israel right after the terror attack by Hamas. And the Israelis were really interesting in terms of what they told the sheriffs on how the reaction happened, how the, how the uh, Hamas terrorists were dealt with. The Israeli military wasn't able to immediately jump in. It had a lot to do with local law enforcement. We were also told five sheriffs went to Israel five weeks after the attack. The only thing that saved the Israelis, the government, was the local police. They were outgunned, outmanned. They came over. The Palestinians did. They came over. They killed, raped. The sheriffs were there. They talked to the police. The local police are what saved that country. You can't just call, even in Israel, you can't just call the military up and they're going to be there, okay? They went house to house, raping killing. The Israeli police, when our guys got there, the sheriffs, said they just don't hate us. They hate you guys equally. And the same people that train them are the same people that train people to hate us. The FBI director said when 9-11 hit, there's more red flags now than them. So, and he said, these are people that want to kill us and do harm to us. Now, so you're yeah, there, that's one of the initial messages out of this press conference. Remember, this is a tiny county in Ohio compared to the entire country. And the FBI is telling these sheriffs this. And we're also getting feedback from a trip that some of the sheriffs took to Israel right after the terror attack. And these people and their cohorts who are here in the country, uh, they hate us as much as they hate Israel. It's not a good thing. And the sheriff was quick to point out that we don't really have an offensive strategy right now. We're kind of in a bad way. We're in defensive strategy. I want everybody to know what I know. I can't tell you everything, but I want the public to know that we are in a terrible way right now. The United States, and I'm going to get to the local. The United States, we're on the defense. You can't be just defense and not have an offense. We have no offense. We're just defense. We're absorbing these attacks. We're in other countries. We're supplying them with weapons. We're supplying them with our, our, our treasure, our money, and we're not doing much back home. Yeah, he's, he's telling the truth. And where do you think he heard that we're not really responding to the attacks? He was in D.C. talking with the DOJ, talking to the head of the FBI underneath the DOJ. Right there, Christopher Wray telling him that. Uh, the uh, sheriff, Sheriff Jones, was also talking about not just the people who are here, but what's going on every day externally attacking our country, cyber attacks, on, uh, well, pretty much everything, but especially the upcoming election. We were also told that they're going, this is from the federal government, three days ago. They're going to attack our elections, which they've always done that, just not the national. They're going to go into the locals. They encouraged us to talk to our local election officials and be prepared as much as they can for cyber attacks, hmm. even locally. 
Yeah, local elections under cyber attacks. And you notice the they're not saying, oh, by the way, we're going to support you with some assets. The sheriff then started talking about your responsibility to take care of yourself and your family and what you should be doing. Somebody asked me, am I like Doomsday Jones? And I said, no, I'm not like Chicken Little. I want you to know what I know. And if you don't believe what I'm telling you, that's okay. You can do what the Israeli citizens done. You can build a little safe house in your basement. And good luck. So that's a smart little bit of knowledge. He's saying, listen, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to be Doomsday Jones. I'm just trying to tell you what I know. And isn't that an amazing thought that somebody who's supposed to protect us and has been told by the feds that it's not a matter of if, but when is actually sharing that information so that you can be ready. The sheriff went on to talk about some of those cyber attacks again. Getting to where we've been attacked here in Butler County. You're going to think, well, we've never been attacked. We have. The Russians attacked our system, our electronic system, our computer system. They hacked it. They also are trying to hack, just not ours, and that we were down for two months, just a paper, hacked our dispatching, hacked everything. Now, was that to help us? No, it wasn't to help us. It was to hurt us and cause chaos. As we speak today, the Russians are still attacking our computer system, just like they're attacking most of yours, but I want the public to know this. The Chinese tried to attack our cyber system here in Butler County, which includes everything that we have, dispatching for police and fire five times a day. I want to repeat that, five times a day. The Iranians are attacking our computer system and trying to hack it three times a day. I want to repeat that, three times a day. Now, are they doing that to help us and be our friends? No, they're not. They're trying to disrupt everything that we do. And this next election coming up, they're trying to do the same. Yeah. So it's the Iranians, the Russians, China, and they're attempting on a daily basis, several times a day. This is a tiny county in Ohio. Multiply that by the 3,300 counties around the country. And he said, look, we got shut down for a couple of months. We, our dispatch service was dealing with paperwork because we couldn't use our computers. And, and, and what are they doing? What is this sheriff doing to get ready for this looming attack? So what we're doing here is we've got rifles in every police vehicle we have. We have what we call a go bag. We have extra magazines. And we're going to start training civilians. We've offered uh, classes to train civilians. Hmm. And we're going to start training civilians on what to do when disasters hit and emergencies hit. Naturally, we can't train the whole country. We can't train the whole county. We put this up online yesterday. It's full already. We can do like 30 people at a time. We're trying to get it. And the organization that is doing that is um, uh, Texas A&M. They're coming here. The federal government's paying for it. They're going to train 30 civilians on what to do when disasters hit. 30 out of 400,000 people is not much. So we're trying to get more classes. Don't want to cause fear. Don't want to cause panic, but I want the public to be aware that 
you are under attack. So you're under attack. At least this sheriff wants to try and get some people out there trained to deal with what could be coming. But they've only got room for 30 people. And God bless Texas A&M for getting the people up there to train them. Maybe we'll reach out to them and see what that program's all about. The sheriff's not only talking about the looming attacks from what could have already crossed into our country, but he did talk about the grid. And when they're attacking, they're trying to get our cyber system. We have a grid system. Butler County does. The whole United States. Hell, our grid system goes out when it gets hot. So, and our grid system is from the 1960s. And they're trying to attack our phone system. The Chinese are flying over with their little balloons. That's not to help us and help us do some weather direction. And all we're doing is we're on the defense. We're absorbing this. And these other countries, they're attacking us. Overseas, it's a lot of drone attacks. Get into drones. You know the technology that local law enforcement has on drones? Zero. We can fly drones and... Most police departments and sheriff's offices have drones. We can't detect drones. Hell, they look like a bird in the sky. We can't make the drones stop. We can't stop them. When you see football games on TV, the national football games, they call timeout to stop the drones. Hell, my grandkids have drones. Everybody has drones. We have no technology. The federal government doesn't share any of the drone technology with us. So what we're going to do is we're reaching out to the private industry, and we're going to see if we can get anything that can detect drones and how we can stop drones. Kind of interesting, right? The drone attacks were what took the lives of three American service personnel in Jordan on the border of Syria a couple weeks ago and wounded, injured more than 40, a drone attack. And the sheriff said it himself, everybody's got a drone. I have a drone. Now, I, I just have a simple tiny camera drone. But the, the amount of technology available for drones is remarkable and a little bit scary. Let's hope they start getting the technology to identify, track those drones, and then to stop them, ultimately. The sheriff continued. He's, he's talking about the people who are coming here to do us harm. And a lot of it is from China. People that are here to do us harm. Do we expect? I've been to the border three times. People are not just turning themselves in. They're actually called gotaways. And some of them are getting through with backpacks and packs. Now, are they bringing groceries with them? We don't think so. We believe the ones that don't want to get caught, there's a reason for that. We believe they're a good, strong possibility. They're bringing something here to cause us harm. You have to believe that. China has safe houses in every state in the United States. Yeah. China has already set up its network. You know, we just discovered uh, two years ago they had police stations, Chinese police stations in New York City. Let's hope they've completely shut those down. But every country that wishes us ill and has people here, well, each one of those are individual networks. And we just hope they're not working together. So what does the sheriff want? What are the three things he wants to happen? Number one, that we have a border security task force. Number two, I'm asking that the two state representatives introduce legislation that will also 
uh, form a full-time 24-hour-a-day uh, cyber security, not part-time. Every department has their own. We don't communicate with anybody. If we're going to be attacked, which we're getting every day, I assume everybody is. I'm asking that these two state reps introduce legislation, that we have one cybersecurity czar that's full-time, nonstop, 24 hours a day. They're attacking us all. Third, very important, I'm asking that legislation be introduced like in Texas, that if you're pulled over or stopped in the state of Ohio, that there be legislation, the law changed, that you can be charged with a state felony charge of being here illegally, and you can be arrested and charged. Those three things. Simple, right? Just three things. Secure the border, get a task force going, and, and maybe we get some legislation like Texas has in every state. If you catch people here, you can charge them with a felony. The Democrat states aren't going to allow that. The sheriff, Sheriff Jones, did take some questions from the press, but before he took those questions, pretty basic questions, he wrapped up by saying this. I want everybody to know in our country that I'm doing everything that I can. I'm one sheriff of 3,300 sheriffs, but I have a very large mouth, and I want everybody to know what I know. I want you to know what the FBI told us just two, three days ago. This is pretty fresh information, and if you don't think that we're under attack, we are. If you don't think you're under attack, you need to know that we are. And this sheriff got it straight from the head of the FBI, Christopher Ray, a matter of days ago. Will you see this anywhere on any mainstream media source? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Just saying. I'm going to go do what um, Mark Wahlberg encouraged us to do. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for America. And then be back here tomorrow with yet another podcast, some Jim Stovall, and updates on where I'm going to be this week. Till next time. Testudo, my friends. Testudo.